It's time to get up, get motivated, and start making moves for yourself instead of working to make someone else rich. These are genuine experiences and the stories of real entrepreneurs that made the ultimate decision to live for themselves in order to achieve unbelievable results. You're listening to The Time Is Now, making your business personal. Now here's your host, Kent Clothier. Hey everybody, Kent Clovey here. Thanks for joining us on the Time Is Now podcast. We've got a really special episode for you today. I am joined by my very good friend, Mr. Pat Precourt. What's up, brother? Howdy, folks. Howdy, Mr. Kent Clothier. Happy to be here. Thanks, dude. So, guys, if you don't know Pat, Pat is one of my closest friends, a guy that I've known for a very long time, probably one of the most interesting and powerful guys that I know out there, people in general, that has figured out a way to tap into things in his life that have allowed him to coach other people on breaking through it, right? Getting rid of some of their own mental BS that's going on in their head, the bullshit that's holding them back that they can't really figure that out on their own. I know you're passionate about it, right? And oh, yeah. it's something that he lives his life by every day. He owns a gym. He's inside the real estate space, does investing, helps our clients, helps our coaching students inside of the academy. He's the director of our entire coaching department. So we're sitting here today at the Extreme Freedom event. We've got a little bit of downtime. And I thought it'd be a great opportunity for us to just kind of chat here for a minute, maybe share some stuff with people that are out there that are, you know, when we go on these events, we both see the exact same thing. And that inevitably, whether they're brand new or whether they're experienced, there's something going on in between their ears that is inevitably keeping them from getting to that next thing, right? Next thing, yeah. And so if somebody's brand new into into the business, brand new entrepreneur. They've, they've basically experienced a life so far of, again, the people we see all the time, hey, I'm stuck in my nine to five. I'm trying to get the hell out of it. I'm trying to go out there and figure out how to make this thing actually work. Let's talk about it. You know, what, what are some of the steps you would tell people, the, the inventory, the audit, the things they have to do to get this in the right place, right? Sure, yeah. If we can, let me just bracket this a little, yeah, right? Because yeah, sure. at the end of the day, let's accept that you know, the model of the world that we experience, the way you live your life, the way I live our life, my life, all that we have physically, emotionally in our bank account are all a function of decisions we've made leading up till now, right? So what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to separate your conditions, your circumstances from your actual life. It's not your circumstances, but the decisions you make that get what, get what you want out of life. Is that, is that fair if we start yeah, there? Yeah, for sure. Okay. So that means, and just for that, I don't want to go too deep in this, but let's just appreciate that we have what we deserve based on decisions we made leading up to now. Yep. And the beauty of owning that means that if, if, if we have what we deserve based on our previous decisions, means we can have anything we want based on a different set of decisions. Just make different decisions. Just right? make different decisions. That's all it takes. Now, it's easy to say, much harder to apply. But, it, in, but in what reality. you're saying is it's somebody officially accepting responsibility. Boom. Right? responsibility for what's got them here. And let me add the next layer, accountability. See, as adults, we're okay at taking responsibility. Like, all right, I kind of get it. I, you know, I got me here. But the accountability is a little different. Accountability is a commitment to change, to make things different going forward. And that's kind of where we drop the ball. Yeah. We're like, all right, I got here. But then we don't actually take the actions to get somewhere else. Right. Why not? And then if I can, that's what I'd like to share today. Sure. Right? And this is, so this goes all the way back to discussions I have with young kids. When I say young kids, five to eight years old, and I try to unwind some of the programming that we grew up with, right? In school, no doubt, that said, if you fail, well, 
You've done bad. You've done wrong. And how do they express that? They'll give us back a test with a big F in red letters circled, slamming on our desk. Yep. And say, you failed. You did bad. You did wrong. Right? So we grow up with this indoctrinization, this belief system that failure is bad. Right. When in fact, and you've said this a thousand times, the only way to succeed is through a series of failures because that's where our growth takes place. Right? Absolutely. That's where our learning is established. If you think for a second you can do something new that you've never done before and not have hiccups along the way, you're crazy. You're sorely mistaken. Yep. Which means in order for you to do something new that you haven't done to get a result you've never had, you've got to experience the failures along the way. And if you ask me, you said, Pat, if you can narrow it down to one thing that holds people back, when we give them exactly what to do, how to do it, they know that it's good for them and they still don't do it. What's the one thing holding them back? And I'd say it falls in this category of the fear of failure because out of that erupts fear of the unknown, fear of rejection, fear of being judged, all of these other yep. micro fears that overwhelm us and just shut us down. No doubt. Yeah. So then the question is, how do we overcome that? How do we overcome the fear of failure? And, and to me, step one is understanding what it really means. Let's undo the improper wiring that we're brought up years and years and years. It's still embedded in school that way. If you, it's embedded in everything in we do. Everything. If you think about what happens in you know, society today, media, whatever the case may be, politics, whatever it is, right? Anything you're paying attention to, there's a great deal of power over making people afraid and then believing they don't have power to, to do what they need to do, mm -hmm. right? Making them afraid of other things, putting them in a situation where go blame that person, that situation. They're the reason you're not where you want to be. All of that is an instrument of keeping you in a very, very, very weak position, continuing to make you think that you don't have control. Yeah, without a doubt. You want to hear a funny little exercise I do with my kids? We do this probably once a week. Is I expect my kids, at least, you know, in, in today we don't eat dinner together every night, as most right. families don't now, right. the sports and this and that. But, uh, you know, a few times we do, and I'll narrow down one. I said, all right, what was your biggest failure this week? And we celebrate the failure, and they are required to bring a failure to the plate. Required, and what that. what it's doing is undoing it, right? And it's a, now there they can speak openly, like, "Well, I failed at this," and my young old step over, "That ain't nothing." I failed at this, you I know. Love that. And it becomes a celebration. But what assume we're training them? They think that it's okay and it's required because part two of that, all right? What'd you learn? Yeah. Like, well, I learned that when I do A, B, C, and D, I get E, and that is not what I want. So I learn exactly what not to do to get the desired result. I'm going to do something a little different next week. Right? I love so we that. start undoing this. And let's bring it back to most of our listeners, because they're not our kids. Most of our listeners, people just like you and I, right? Totally. Same age group. Totally. And they're stuck in this fear of failure. They've got this improper programming. We call it belief systems in place. How do we overcome this, right? And I say, well, for the sake of this discussion, a, a little time has to be spent on understanding where our decisions come from. You'll love this. And I know you've heard this a thousand times over, and you probably do this more subconsciously than you do it consciously, right? right? So in the past... I say in the past and in the present, our decisions are made primarily in a subconscious capacity, right? We have so many decisions to make every single day, thousands of them. Like when you're walking downstairs, where to put your foot? Yeah. But you don't think about that, do you? Right. There's an already there's an already programming in place in our subconscious to make sure we ain't tripping downstairs. Right. You say, well, that's involuntary. Well, no, it's not involuntary like your heartbeat. That's involuntary, right? This is something we've taught ourselves to do and we try to become very efficient in our thought processes. Great. But that can get us in trouble, too, if most of our decisions are based on subconscious programming and the programming doesn't serve us. 
such as believing that failure is a problem, is bad, right? You hear the, the gurus, and I'll use a quoting in the other gurus out there, what do they always tout? Failure's not an option. They're, They're continuing the indoctrinization into you can't fail. No, failure's always an option. It's a required option. So it's just the opposite of the message that's being portrayed. And I know some of them, what they mean, and what they really mean is giving up yeah, is not an option. That's exactly that's right. That's really what they mean. But right. what the words we hear, oh man, they must never fail. That's what the, like, the listener hears, which is way wrong. So follow me on this decision making, right? So let's say we want a different result. And that's what we're talking about here. We want a different outcome. Right before a result is an action we take, right? Action, result. Right before an action is a decision to make the action. So if we want a different result, we gotta simply change the decision at that moment. What affects that? And there's a couple things that happen before that. And this is where we kind of get screwed up, right? Right before that is an emotion or a thought, right? Thoughts drive our decisions. Emotions drive our decisions. We all know that emotions go up, our intelligence goes down. So even sometimes in a conscious state, we're not really being very thoughtful about our decision making. What happens right before that? We call it a label. And a label that we applied to a circumstance. So follow me if you will, okay? The circumstance. Driving home, you're in traffic. Picture your home in San Diego, you're trying to get off an exit, big long line of traffic. You're trying to get off the exit and you get just about to get off and some young 21 year old and this badass character comes ripping on, cuts you off. You label it subconsciously. And many of us would label that, what a jackass, what an asshole, right? That would be the label we immediately apply without even thinking about it. And that would trigger a thought and an emotion. Right? And then that would trigger a decision. Maybe flip them the bird, maybe tailgate them, but you gotta get them back, right? Right. And that decision creates an action that you follow through on, which creates a result. Now, even if nothing detrimental at that moment in time comes of that incident, right? You're still angry. You walk home, you walk through your house, you walk through the front door, that energy is still in you, that negative energy, and immediately radiates through your house, through your wife and your daughters. It's very true. Right? And immediately they go they go to ask you something and immediately changes their tonality. That was just enough off to set you off. And before yep. you know it, the whole family, bam, yep. crashing at each other. Yep. You got a result based on a decision, based on a subconscious label off a circumstance. Yep. Now watch the exact same event, right? Guy cuts you off. Same event. This is this is a perfect example of how events do not dictate the model of the world that we experience. Same event, guy cuts you off. And you're like, he almost hit me, but he didn't. I am officially the luckiest man in the world right now. Woo! You turn up the radio, your hand out the window, you're happy as could be, you slow down, you're like, life for me does not get any better, right? You wave him off, you're in man, good. He's like, oh, that guy was kind of cool, gives you a wave back, right? You drive home, how do you greet your wife and your kids yeah. when you walk through the door? And that energy that carries over to them, yep. right? That immediately raises their state. How, what do you get back from them? You're like, wow, I ain't, look, look at the family, the love that carries throughout my house and how they express it to me. Again, I am the luckiest guy in the world. That's the model of your world that you experience based on a decision, a label, a circumstance. But it wasn't a circumstance that's creating the model of the world. It's the decisions you make along the way. Yep. And that's what I'm trying to express in that little example. Hey, this is Kent, and thanks for listening to the show. Listen, if you're an experienced real estate investor and you're just looking for a way to make the business easier, 
You're in the right place. This is exactly what we are known for. Do yourself a favor. Go check us out at thetimeisnow.com. Right there on the page, you'll see an offer to get access to a special offer that we're running right now for monthly access to our SMART system. SMART system stands for Strategic Marketing and Real Estate Training. It is an opportunity to get our best-selling software at a huge, huge discount just for being a listener. Now, when you get in there, we'll give you access to cash buyers, nationwide access to a list of cash buyers, nationwide access to all of the deals uh, throughout the country, vacant properties, properties that have a, a ton of equity in them, properties that are, are deeply discounted and easy to flip, as well as nationwide access to our private lender database. Again, do yourself a favor, get signed up for that low, low monthly discounted offer over at thetimeisnow.com. Yep. That kind of makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you are a product of the decisions you make, ultimately. Yep. Right? Which, obviously, to your point, kind of leads you down a path. It's almost like there's just a constant fork in the road. Mm-hmm. Right? And so, if you want to create a different outcome, one, you immediately have to start holding yourself accountable for the decisions you make and the model of the world that you want out of the world, right? And being passive about it and checked out of it is a struggle for a lot of people, right? Because they're not used to holding themselves accountable. They're not used to having to think about that. They're not taught to think that. Mm-hmm. They're taught to be just the opposite of that, right? They're taught to just, again, go blame somebody else. Go do, go look, you know, it's somebody else's fault. You're not where you want to get. But these, I think it's really important that people clearly understand that these are the things that separate the haves from the have-nots. Yeah. Right? Take that same example we just used, how it works, okay? And let's apply it to opportunity. Yeah. You'll love this, right? Because there's people that take advantage of opportunity and those who don't. And you, I just heard you say something about this on stage this morning when you said you step into it, right? And that resonated well with me because there's this idea. As opportunity presents itself, there's always a chill that comes along with it. Whenever some opportunity, the bigger the opportunity, the bigger the fear that overwhelms your body, yeah. right? And in, in the boxing world, in the martial arts world, and this is expressed very well in a little book called The Flinch, right? A non-experienced boxer, somebody throws a punch at them, their initial response is to step back, right? And all they've done is put themselves at the very end of a deadly punch in its most powerful state, fully extended like this. Whereas an experienced boxer knows better, right? They see the punch, they step into it, and they've collapsed the space, they've taken all the energy out of the punch, and now they're the ones creating and not responding to. Opportunities are exactly the same way. The second you flinch, you step back, that opportunity is gone, passed you by. Whether it's an offer that you saw online that was exactly what you're looking for, but when it showed up, you had a pre-labeling system. Oh, that's just gonna cost me money. It's an expense, not an investment. That's your label, you flinched, gone, right? Totally. And an opportunity may be at an event, and the, everything you've been looking for just got presented in front of you, just as you would ask for. But because of the label that, oh, they just try to pitch me at an event, that's the label you subconsciously put on it, you flinched, step back. And immediately, once you go there and you're out of it and you're now reacting and you're not creating the opportunity of you ever stepping back into it, little to none, it's gonna blow right by you. Yeah. Yeah, and people sit back and say, why does Kent Clothing have so many opportunities and I don't have any? What's up with that? We all got the same opportunities all the time. It's not the circumstance, it's your decision that shaped the model of the world that you experience. You have to be present enough to clearly understand that those moments will define you either way. They will. That's a very good way to put it. Right? It is going to define you one way or the other. 
If you want a different definition, then you have to take a different action. That's the way I look at it. In other words, it can define me as the guy that gives up, or it can define me as the guy that makes the most out of life. Mm-hmm. But either way, in that moment, I'm going to get defined. Right? My life is getting defined. And so I get really frustrated, probably undeservedly to a certain degree, with people that I feel like are kind of going through the motions. In other words, hey man, I'm just trying to hustle. I need to make 50, 60, 70, 80, 90, 100,000 dollars a year. I just got that. I'm really passionate about this business or that. I'm starting this whole thing. I'm trying to make something happen. It's all cool, but could be so much cooler. Mm-hmm. So much cooler if you. I mean, the people that can accomplish amazing things in their life have decided to create amazing things in their life, right? I mean, it's to your point. It's a decision. Mm-hmm. Right? And it's a collection of them. In those moments, they are just, they don't allow themselves to be defined as the person that's, it's okay to just be average. Mm-hmm. I mean, mediocrity, in my mind, is a four letter word. It's just not okay. It's okay for some people, it's not okay for me. Right. And I just do not see the world through that prism. So when I'm in these positions, and I know you're the same way, I'm just like, why would I ever not go full out? Nah. What's the point of that? Yeah. I just don't get it. I don't see it. And I think those are, I mean, we're kind of saying a lot of the same things, but I just, when you clearly understand that you are responsible for your life, you are responsible for the decisions you make, you are responsible for taking advantage of opportunities, you are held responsible to hold yourself accountable. It's your responsibility to change your network. It's your responsibility to change your life. And when these things come at you and you look at it from an abundance mentality, then things will start happening. As long as you are playing the victim, yeah. not holding yourself accountable, buying into the bullshit and blaming everybody else, then you're going to get exactly what you deserve. And to your point, you're going to get exactly what you deserve either way. Either way, yeah. Right? Yeah, I see some people say they want this, but what they actually go after is something totally different, right? They want the abundant life, but what they go after is a safe life. That's right. Right? And they fall in this mode of, I'm going to fight not to lose instead of I'm going to fight to win. Right. Right. Fighting not to lose is it's safe, it's secure, and it's small. You'll constantly contract in that mode. You can't advance in that mode because you're constantly putting up walls, protecting yourself, digging well, your Well, it's back mode. to your whole point, your analogy. I mean, I'm constantly just trying to keep walking from getting back. hit. Yeah, and ultimately, you're going to get knocked out. Right. Because you keep walking backwards, the punch is going to catch you wrong. When you fight to win, is there risk? Is there fear? Of course there is. Can you still get knocked out? Of yes. course you can, yeah. But you're going out on your terms. You're playing for keeps. Yeah, and you're going to learn a whole ton about the process along the way. So when you get knocked out, guess what? Nobody gets knocked out permanently if they choose not to, right? It's more of a knockdown and an opportunity and eight count, and you get back up and you go back at it again, yeah. right? It's just not as bad as our little minds tend to think it is. Well, that last point I think is really, really critical. It's always fascinating to me how many people have never actually done anything in business yet, and I just keep going back to the business thing, but they have this preconceived notion. They've listened to some you know, broke dick in their world that doesn't know anything about it and telling them what they can't do, and money is the root of all evil, and all this yeah. nonsense <laughs> that they're feeding themselves, right? And so what happens is is they, they've become very, very risk adverse, and they're telling themselves, a conversation is going on in their head that this is what I need to do to be successful or not need to do. And I can't even tell you. I know you know this how many times it's just completely opposite of the conversation that's going on in their head is what they should be doing. 
Yeah. They should yeah. be leaning in. They should be pushing. They should be going harder. They should be sticking to a system, a process, a formula that, that, that is proven, right? Not being a trailblazer. Just do exactly what you've been told. Do not variate. I mean, just do exactly what you've been told. Stick with it. Move intentional. And then it just only works. Yeah. Right? I mean, it just it's just crazy. But instead, they're going like, well, you know, Sean said this or Pat said that and Ken said that. But I decided because I was talking to a friend of mine who really doesn't know what the hell they're talking about. And they said I should actually do this. I'm like, okay. Right? I mean, yeah. how many times does this happen? Yeah. It happens all the time. In the gym world, an equal point to joke on, right, is going to a personal trainer that's about 50 pounds overweight themselves, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. Is that the right person <laughs> to give you health advice right. and how, exactly. the lifestyle to lead, the right mindset, right? The tools to execute to get, to get your right. results. And I don't, I, I don't want to go to, I don't want to go to a personal trainer that hasn't worked their ass off to, to get into the shape they've gotten into. I don't right. want to go to the guy that, that hasn't suffered and, and worked really hard in the gym and, and had to do the, I mean, I want, that's my guy. Yeah. I want the guy that has the scars, mm-hmm. the scars that matter. That's mm-hmm. who I want, right? Not because they've always been great, or not because they read it in a book, but because they went through it. Mm-hmm. And so I would t- tell you guys, I mean, listen to people that have the scars to prove, right? Scars matter. You've heard me say it before, experience matters. Those are the kinds of people that, that ultimately are more than willing, like we're doing right here, to sit down and share with you the, the things that can help get you to the next level. Anything yeah, you want to share with I'll just leave you with, with a wake-up mantra that I use every single morning. Just kind of made a habit of it. I just remind myself. I look right in the mirror like I'm looking at you guys. And I say, Pat, you haven't come this far just to come this far. This has all been training for the next big show. Don't know what it is, but I know there's a next big show. And that's enough to keep me pushing the limits every single day. Love it, brother. Love it. Thanks for being here, man. Love being here. Appreciate it. See you guys. Take care. We'll see you soon. You've reached the end of this episode, but there's plenty more for you over at thetimeisnow.com where you can sign up for our free mailing list to help you make the next big shift in your career. As always, we'll see you next time on the Time Is Now podcast where your business is personal.